Hi, this is Carlo with Four Guys with Quarters, and we have a very special interview today uh, with Tara Platt, who is an amazing, amazing voice actor, uh, has done tremendous things, huge IMDb profile. Uh, real quick, before we introduce the guest, just want to let everybody know that PK is on the panel with me today, and Infinite uh, should be dropping in shortly. Um, but I want to go ahead and go straight to Tara. Uh, Tara, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I am an actor and a writer and a producer, but I am probably best known for my work in voiceover um, and things like Naruto and uh, Fire Emblem and recently Marvel's Spider-Man, stuff like that. that. I mean, when I looked at your profile, I was astonished because you have done <laughs> so much work um, and it's like consecutive work after consecutive project. So you must be constantly busy. Um, how did you get into the industry? Well, um, I knew that I wanted to be an actor from the time I was old. And so I specifically pursued um, a path in entertainment and theater and things of that nature. So I got a degree. I got my BFA from Rutgers um, for theater arts. And I studied in London at the London Academy of Theater. And then when I graduated college, I moved to New York to do off-Broadway and as much theater as I could and just sort of immerse myself in that. And um, that's when I, I met at the time my agent and I came out to Los Angeles to do television and film. And then once I was in LA, um, I actually had made that trip um, with my then boyfriend who became my husband because we eloped on the drive across country. Uh, my husband, Yuri Lowenthal and I, who also does a lot of voiceover work. Um, we were sort of, we were in Los Angeles and we're like, what do we do now? How do we make money as actors? And so that's when we really started to sort of look at the industry as a whole um, because we were doing some work in television, we were doing some work in film and we were still doing some theater work, but we were also like, what other jobs can we do as actors to sort of, you know, have as many opportunities going at a time. And that's when we both kind of, I, I was the one that said to him, I was like, what about voiceover? And he's like, I can't believe I didn't think of that because he grew up watching cartoons and like, that was his, like, he played video games. Like he, that was all like his world. And I came from a household where I didn't have a television. So it wasn't like I watched Saturday morning cartoons growing up. And so it was funny that I was the one that was like, Hey, what about cartoons? And so, um, so we took a class and then we started booking pretty much straight out of the gate and, we kind of haven't looked back. I mean, we still do television. We still do film. We still do theater. We have our own production company. We have our own publishing company. So we're still, we're basically storytellers at heart, but what we're most known for and what we sort of do as a day job is voiceover. That's, a, that's an amazing story. First off, congratulations on uh, getting eloped on the road like that. That's, uh, right, right? <laughs> that's, that sounds like a fun journey. Yeah. It sounds like it, she, they was being efficient. Like, yes, well, we we're gotta, very yeah. efficient. Yeah, if we're anything, we're efficient. <laughs> Get it done, man. <laughs> we hit Vegas and got married, right? You just come yeah. right across the U.S. You hit Vegas, get married. So, um, out of out of your history in in voice acting, uh, what would you say are some of the challenges that you overcame, and some of the works that you've been proud of? Hmm. Um, challenges. Uh, that's tricky. Um, I guess as far as challenges to overcome, um, there tends to be a lot more characters for men 
than there are for women. And so for a long time, it was just, you know, what opportunities are out there and things of that nature. And now it's a little bit more about making sure that you sort of align with your character's profile. So as far as gender and race and things of that nature, it's now something that luckily the entire industry is, is paying attention to, which is really nice. Um, you know, there for a while, it was just, you know, the same people doing all of the jobs and it sort of didn't really matter who they were and what they looked like. And it wasn't about representation. And so it's exciting to sort of see that hurdle starting to be overcome and that representation matters um, behind the mic just as much as it does in front of the camera. Um, and so that's sort of something that's been sort of a challenge and, and sort of following that and flowing with that as the industry changes and adjusts has been very exciting. Um, as far as something that I'm, you, you asked about something that I'm proud of. Like a project that you are really excited about that you've done. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm proud of all the work that I've done. I, I, you know, I look at it, even if I can look back at something and realize now, oh, I wish I had done it differently when I did it it was the best that I could do at that time. And so like, I'm super proud that I got to play Wonder Woman. I'm thrilled that I have gotten to voice Tamari for like a decade plus on Naruto. Like there are things that I have done and accomplished in my career. And um, it's not always about whether they get accolades or recognition from other people, but I can be proud of the work that I brought to it at the time, because hopefully we are ever evolving and ever changing. And our toolbox as actors is growing with humanity as we grow and evolve through our lives. And so, you know, choices that I might make now, because now I'm a mother and, you know, like I, I have changed and I have evolved as a human in my life as I've grown that I might make different choices now because I have a bigger toolbox to work from than I did when I started my career. So I can look back on jobs and be like, oh, you know, I recognize that, but I'm still proud of it as a moment in time, as a stepping stool to get me to where I am now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wildly proud of many of the roles that I've played. And I, and I love that characters that I have voiced have affected other people and that they have feel, they feel connected to it and that, you know, things that I have done have mattered to other people. Like that's, that's extremely touching and, and humbling. I saw that you um, have, well, first of all, I saw that you done work in uh, Spider-Man and Somniac Spider-Man, which was an awesome game, by the way. I don't know if you had a chance to play it, but it, it's a fantastic I'm a game. terrible gamer. I, I don't play anything, but I watch people play it online because that's, I can see it without having to stumble in and not do the game very well. Uh, and then I've seen that you've done some voices in, in World of Warcraft as well, uh, mm -hmm. which is a very popular game on PC. Um, what is it like to voice characters in, in such big franchises like that? Well, I mean, it's not that different from voicing a character that's not in a big franchise. You still hopefully are doing your work as an actor. You're still trying to bring the humanity to the character. You're still looking at the circumstance and trying to mine yourself for creative acting choices. But when you are working on a bigger franchise, there are a lot more cooks in the kitchen at the same time. So there are more people that can kind of weigh in on what you're doing and either 
help you understand or shift what you're doing to better fit into the the larger scheme of things um with the the spider-man video game which was super fun to get to work on um it was exciting because i was doing performance capture in addition to just the work as in voiceover because we got to do motion capture on the soundstage you know as the characters so we would go in and we would have all the dots on our faces and all the you know light up balls all over our suits and actually be on the soundstage with the other actors working which was really exciting because you're bringing it to life on a whole other level than you would oftentimes if you're just going in to do a video game session and it's you in your booth by yourself saying your lines without ever hearing another actor it's a it's a different um it's not a different skill set but you are having to create in your own mind what you imagine the other characters are saying to you so that you're reacting to them but when you actually have the other actors to work off of it it heightens your performance because you are being able to react and work off of someone else um and so it's not about it necessarily being a franchise although you know the larger bigger projects often have more money and they have more time and they are able to explore it in bigger ways as opposed to other projects where they may not have that and you're just sort of in and out. Although I will say for World of Warcraft, um, when I've worked on that, it's just me by myself in the, I mean, yes, I have the director or the producer, like it's not, I'm not creating the whole thing in my own, I'm still working with a team of people, but I'm not working off of other actors. And so I will have the script and I will be recording it based on the character and making sure that it still fits into the entire world and the whole, uh, whatever is happening in that scene or that scenario is is truthful to that character um but you know when you work on a much smaller independent game or things like that sometimes they don't have the the budget to expand out and so you only get a little brief glimpse of that character whereas when you're working on something with world of warcraft you're doing it for a longer time or you have a, it's a bigger world to play in now so i i, I oh, go i'm ahead, sorry okay. i was gonna say um I see a lot of things that you've been a part of and it, you know, like clowns touched on, it's pretty amazing. You've been a part of a lot of projects that I'm huge fans of. Um, and, and I want to point out one of them in particular, Fire Emblem is my heart. Okay. Specifically Fire Emblem Three Houses. And I seen that you played as one of my favorite characters <laughs> in that franchise. And I have to ask, when you do Edelgard, right, she comes from one of the houses. This is not a spoiler. She's pretty much the leader, right? She is authority figure and, and she has many scenarios. I'm sure you had to go through all those scenarios. But to you, what does it, is there a, is there a difference when you play as a character that has that kind of authority, like, like a different spice where you plan, because you know she has to be more than one version of herself in that game and how do you you know i just want to know is it more fun to play the more of the vicious person or is it or is it you know you got to be like tamari from naruto you know what i mean like i i I'm, i guess i'm trying to just pick your brain what is it what do you feel more comfortable doing or is it just exciting all together um it's funny i i don't want to say that i'm typecast necessarily but i or do those kind of 
characters with a little more gravitas to them. Not always vocally gravitas, but I just mean that the sense that there's weight to the character. So it's not necessarily unusual for me to play a character like Edelgard who happens to be commanding and in charge. Um, that's also like when I was in Persona, I'm Mitsuru who also is a leader. And right. you know, like I, I, do, I do often play those kinds of roles. And part of it is the nature of my voice. It lends itself to characters who are commanding and have a certain like that's that's who they are um but i do love those characters um i think i think many of us as actors like we love playing the villains because there's so much there like if you're playing a hero they're trying to be good and that that's what the hero's doing like they're just doing their best to be good but the villain there's a lot of meat in it as a as an actor because they're making choices that where they're not caring about other people or they're doing it for reasons that we don't understand or they're very conflicted and there's a lot going on with um characters that are on the page as villains. That's a lot to sort of play with the meat of the acting for that. But with a character like Edelgard, where you are having to, in this case, uh, no spoilers, but there's this idea of like, there's a time element, there's a time skip. So your character is evolving and changing, which also happened with in Naruto. I mean, the show's right. been going on for over a decade and the characters are like, literally three now, times, right? Naruto. Three, yeah, three I'm times. a mother in the show. Like, <laughs> like, there's a lot of time going on. Um, you get this wonderful gift to take a character and then play them through scenarios where they're actually evolving and changing. And that's really exciting. It's a lot of fun as an actor to get to do that and explore that because you sort of, you work with the team, the director and the producer, in this case with Edelgard, um, Patrick Seitz is the director. And I worked with him to sort of make sure that we knew what we wanted for her voice, what her vocal signature was going to be. But then knowing that we also had to play with it, like, what is it going to be when it jumps in time? And what are what are the changes going to be like? And what what will that feel like? Who is she now versus who will she be? And how will that affect her and the choices that she will make then and where she's coming from? Because just like in life, you know, you're going along your, your happy little life and then something happens and you become a changed person and then everything gets colored through that lens. And it's fun to get to do that with your character too. So it was it was really fun to get to play Edelgard and, and just like with Tamari and characters like that where you, you get to play them for a long period of time, you, it's a wonderful gift of knowing who they are, but then getting to, to, to color it a little bit and play with it. So it's a lot of fun. Hey, hey, and I'm going to be honest, you know, you did a great job, by the way. Um, I love that. I, I played through that scenario multiple times because that's my favorite scenario out of all three. Uh, well, awesome. I say four scenarios, yeah. technically <laughs> five, but yes, um, that was my favorite one. Uh, awesome. uh, so I, I just wanted to ask because I was like, man, you, you got you got some range because it's, it's a whole different allegory from the beginning to yeah. those scenarios when you play with her when she's a little older and yeah. it's it's a different beast yeah well thank you i'm glad that you appreciated that and that you noticed it <laughs> so you mentioned that you also have your own uh production company and what does that entail uh what do you guys do uh, we've done two feature films. We're in pre-production on a third feature right now. Uh, we've done a handful of short films. We've done several web series. Uh, basically, it's just an opportunity for us to create content and tell stories that we are passionate about, whether or not someone else is hiring us for them. Um, you know, it's all, it's all well and good to be auditioning for television or film, and sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't. 
But um, I think when you're a storyteller at heart and you have stories that you want to tell and you want to share with the world, you got to get them out there. And so that's what we've done um, for the past 15 years. We've basically had our production company and we create stories that we're excited about or that tickle us or that we're passionate about or that move us. And we play in that world that we create. Wow, that, guess, that is actually sorry. amazing. Tell us a little bit about uh, the shelf life and creating oh, that. Was, great. was that your husband? That was that you and your husband that did that? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I apologize you're if anyone sure was your husband or not. Apologize. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I actually right, watched right. the first few seasons with my son when he was very young. Oh, and awesome! I, I didn't know that there was more more seasons than that. So, but I'm gonna follow back up with him and see if he wants to catch. Yeah, there's almost there. fifty episodes. So, yeah, I had um, no idea. We caught the first yeah. few, and I don't I don't remember watching it after that. But that oh was a yeah, long time it's ago. it's really fun, and we're super proud of it. Uh, it's a show called Shelf Life. And it's actually, pretty neat. Yeah, it's very silly. It's basically, we joke, um, Yuri, my husband, jokes that it's kind of like Toy Story on crack, because it's basically, <laughs> it's a bunch of action figures on a young boy's shelf, but we're very dirty and lewd and silly and not necessarily uh, Disney PC sort of. No, but it was great watching when he was younger because he didn't get any of that crude humor where I right. was cracking up on watching it. He was just watching people run around costumes. Exactly, exactly. So, I enjoyed it. it it's it's very silly it's us in costumes because we are the action figures yes. on the shelf and we're we have to be still when the kids around and then as soon as he leaves we get to sort of go crazy and be silly um but we we did try to tackle i mean just like i think any good comedy we tried to tackle political humor and social commentary like we tried to hit on a lot of different things and there's a lot of really wonderful actors that participated in that show with us um a lot of people that you recognize from the voiceover community um and also just a lot of uh friends of ours who work in television and film are, are in that show and like i said there's almost 50 episodes that you can watch um online and we won a bunch of awards for it and we did a successful crowdfunding to to take the characters off the shelf for the fourth season which was really fun and crazy um but yeah there's there's a lot of content out there and i love it when people discover shelf life who haven't seen it before because then they binge binge watch it and we get all these like text text emails and and messages on the youtube channel and that's fun awesome. oh that's awesome i'm gonna have to check that out because I, yeah. I haven't watched shelf life at all uh, i've seen the thing i've seen it on imdb but yeah. after uh, Infinite and you just talked about it, it sounds like something I would love. It, it yeah, it's like a like mini series on YouTube, obviously. How many seasons did you guys end up making, if you don't mind me asking? We did four and a half. And the reason we did the half is because when we were at the time, we were putting out DVDs and we decided to put it as like a half season on the DVD. So it's basically four full seasons and then the half season of these additional things. We even did an animated version of one of the episodes as an an a fully animated episode. So like we did some really fun, crazy stuff for what we call our, our all episodes. Available on YouTube or only through the DVD? Um, I will have to check with Yuri because I know at the time we only had that the half season on the DVD, but I think he might have actually just added it to YouTube like a year ago. I think he wanted everybody just to be able to watch them. So I'll have to check with him, but you should be able to go. We have a, a our page is Kingdom of the Monkey. Um, that's our YouTube channel because our production company is Monkey Kingdom Productions um, because we we very much like uh, Son Goku, the, the Monkey King, because he's sort of like a trickster, like a wily, I'll do it my own way kind of character. And um, and so I'll have to check with him if it's on the page, but I think he's planning on making sure everybody can see all the episodes. I think he did that at the beginning of quarantine, actually, because he was like, you're home, you're stuck at home. It's a pandemic. Go laugh. Watch these silly, silly comedy episodes. 
That's awesome. Um, you know, speaking of uh, the pandemic, has that changed um, the way that you uh, do your job as a voice actor? Yes. Um, I have not gone into a studio in over a year now. So um, yes, it has absolutely changed how we how we deal with stuff. Um, we actually have, luckily we had um, put in a booth in our house when we had our son because it was just too loud to still be doing it in the closet. Although for the decade before we had just been using a closet in our house. But then once we had a kiddo, we had to actually install like a booth. <coughs> Excuse me, I've got allergies today, so hold on. That's okay. But um, we installed a booth. <coughs> And so I've just done all my work out of the booth. Okay. Is that, do you like doing it better, like, uh, in your booth or do you miss going to studios? Yes. And yes, I like being able to walk into my booth and do my work. I don't have to drive anywhere. It's very easy. It's right here. It's easy. I miss having an audio engineer. I hate having to audio engineer myself. It's so hard to do that. <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me you guys i really oh, yeah. am i'm having terrible allergies because spring has sprung here in los angeles and like all the flowers are in bloom so i apologize i thought the water was going to help but it's not um it's, it's all right you need to take a couple you can no it's all, it's all good but um i miss being in the studio i miss i mean we still have the director on zoom or on skype because different places do it different ways so i still am getting direction but it's very different having to audio engineer yourself while you're working than it is to just show up at a studio and get to do your work and have someone else take care of all the tech stuff because I'm not super tech savvy. And so, I mean, I can record myself, but it's, I'm not, it's not something I enjoy doing at the same time I'm trying to act. Gotcha. And I just want to point out that we can definitely link um, your site and everything down in the description so people can find Oh, you. awesome. That'd be great. Yeah. I would love it if people watch Shelf Life. I'm super yeah. proud of that. Um, so with that said, um, is there any, uh, up and coming project that you got that you have in the works or planning to have in the works that you could talk about for the viewers so that they can uh, be expecting or be excited for. Yeah, I'm working on some stuff, but they make you sign NDAs, so I don't oh. that I can talk about. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to get you in trouble. No, just... that's okay. I just I don't know if there's anything that I can talk about. I mean, I've been working. <laughs> I just I I don't know if there's anything that I'm, I always am afraid to say something before it comes out. In fact, sometimes once things come out and people ask me if I'm in it, I'm just like, I don't know, is my name on the credits? Because if it is, then I'll say yes. But if it's not, I'm not going to say anything. I tell you what, uh, if, uh, if they can find all your content through your sites and everything, yeah. we'll just, we'll just uh, point them in that direction. Um, but you are definitely get something coming down the pipe though, right? You got some oh, exciting yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah, I've been recording. Yes, <laughs> you, you say if they're game related, movie related, or cartoon related? I've been working on several video games. <clears throat> I have not been doing a cartoon recently. Okay. Well, oh, I, that's see, actually very exciting. I, that can't be a good idea. That it is exciting. That's exciting. Awesome. Because we're gamers and we like that. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Is I would there, like to be working on a cartoon too, but I haven't been doing that so much lately. I've been doing some video games. So, is there anything which one do you prefer more doing voiceover for cartoons or 
You know, it's games. hard. I, I love I love getting to do original animation when you work with the rest of the cast because like I said, you get to work off of each other and you often have table reads and you can work together. Although I will say that when we did Spider-Man, we had a table read, which was amazing to be able to do that. Cause so often in video games, you don't and you don't get to work with the other actors and you're by yourself. And it's not that it's not fun, but it's definitely a different skill set. And I really do love the connectivity and the work that can come out of being in the room with another actor, because there's just little moments that even if they play you a recording of the actor saying the line to you, it's different than just being there with them and getting that, that energy that you get off of somebody in that moment. And so I do love that about cartoons, original animation specifically, where you get to work together. I mean, there's just something really nice about the human connection. I mean, we've all noticed that in the last year, there's something missing when we don't have human connection. There's something yep. really magical and electric about human connection that we don't get when we're either over electronics or not together. Um, so I do, I do like that element, but there's a lot of fun that I've had doing video games. And a lot of the characters that I've gotten to play that I particularly am proud of and love happen to be in video games. Any so favorites? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I love Edelgard. Um, I love Mitsuru, but that was also like a show and a video game. Like there's, there's so much with Persona. Um, I've loved getting to play characters um, on League of Legends and on World of Warcraft and Hearthstone, stuff like that is all, those characters are all really cool and fun and it's exciting and I like getting to play in those worlds. So I don't, I don't know that I could really, I mean, like, it's, it's always the question is like, who's your favorite character? I'm like, anyone that I get to play? <laughs> like, I mean, I, it doesn't sound, but it's like, it's like picking a child. Like, who's your favorite child? I mean, <laughs> you like this one today because they brought you a flower and you like that one tomorrow because they made their bed. Like, they're all great. You know, like you just, you can't really pick one. I don't know. I could pick one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I only have one. So I don't well, well, if Does it helps infinite, I told you my favorite. And, you know, she's from Fire Emblem three houses you haven't played it but I'm, i know you haven't because you would know she's a badass she is, she is she is a g like she puts that axe down and it's a wrap um i wanted to ask you tara does your husband play video games he used to play a lot of video games and then we had our son and he does not play any video games actually that's not entirely true when pandemic hit he he started playing a lot of um I don't know what they're called because I don't play video games, but you're just sort of like exploring the world. Like it's not missed, but it's basically that kind of game where you're just sort of walking around and like doing things. It's no zombies or anything chasing you. He's like, I just don't want any threats in the world. I just want to like zone out. So he started doing that during pandemic. Okay. It sounds like that, uh, that spate was that game, No Man's Sky. So it's oh, maybe. Like yeah. But he doesn't really play very much because, like I said, now we have an almost five-year-old and that's like our whole, like when we're not working, it's like deal with our son. So I found that interesting because do you ever kind of just look at the other, how other actors do video games? Like I, I'll give you an example. One of the games I've been playing all week is called It Takes Two and it's a phenomenal game, by the way. Um, and I thought I find it interesting because these guys, these the actors did a great job on portraying these married couple having issues, going to get a divorce, but they're forced to work together through this game. And, and the dynamics is like, it's there. It's, you, you can kind of see the reflection of those uh, human, like the connections that you kind of 
touched on. And I was wondering, like, if you ever kind of just kind of use reference points kind of like that to kind of uh, give you ideas on how to, uh, you know, do characters and, and other, you know, media. Well, I mean, I guess I don't necessarily like play video games or watch video games to get ideas of characters, but I am an avid consumer of entertainment. So I do watch a lot of movies and I do watch a lot of television shows and I do read a lot of books. And it is for me very much about looking at the human condition because I think our job as actors is to be able to put ourselves in a circumstance whether or not we've had to put ourselves in a circumstance. So you can play a character who's experienced whatever the thing is without having to actually have experienced it. In fact, I often think actors that get a little too crazy about like having to do the thing in order to do the thing. I'm like, that's the acting part of it. Like you don't have to go kill someone to play a murderer. Like that's, that's not, that's not what acting is. And mm -hmm. so, um, I don't know. I, <clears throat> I just try to, to use my imagination and, and pull in everything I know about the human condition to create characters truthfully and hopefully bring them to life in a way that resonates with people who may have experienced something. Did I answer Did you your question? Ever... Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. I just didn't want to interrupt my little, my panel, you know, just in case anybody had another question following. I do have a question. Um, so during your day, your average day, how many hours a day do you spend in your sound booth um like working would you say well if i have a session they're usually booked in two to four hour increments so two to four hours if it's a session day um if it's not a session day hopefully i have auditions and usually it'll take me a half hour to maybe an hour depending on how many auditions i have and how uh, in-depth they are so i would say at least an hour a day in the booth on average, because you know, some days I'm spending four or five hours in the booth, and other days I'm only spending a half hour, but it sort of averages out. Okay. And uh, when you get a character uh, in a video game, let's say, I know in World of Warcraft, you have done, um, you know, you've come back to do like more sessions for iterations of that game. So with video games, as a, as a voice actor, do you always get called back to do the characters in like a sequel or DLC, or is it something you still gotta work towards like, um, I guess, uh, do an audition for? Well, luckily they don't usually make you re-audition if it's a character you've played before, but there's no guarantees. Um, in fact, even when you're playing a character, they can decide that they don't like you anymore. And I don't mean like you as a human, although I suppose they could also pick that they don't like you as a human and <laughs> want to work with you. But usually it's that they've decided that the, that the voice isn't really quite working for the character or they've decided to change the character. Um, I think all of us as voice actors have gotten fired at some point and had to replace somebody at some point. So like that happens on both sides of it. But um, usually they will come back to you if you've played the character before and they're doing a DLC or if they're doing a, a new iteration of the same character, they will usually come back to you. But it's not guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed. I would say like we as actors are literally like work for hire and usually we're unemployed while we're doing our job because doing the job means that it's basically done. And so now we're looking for work. We're like always always freelance, always looking for work, always unemployed is basically where we are. Like we're never 
even when we're working on a video game or a series that has a number of episodes, our contracts are usually like for that episode. Like when you're doing a TV show and you are a, an animated character in a cartoon, you're, you're hired for that episode. You're not just, I mean, I, it's just, it's different than on, on camera work where that actor is so specific as that person. I think with voiceover, there's a little more of this belief that anyone can do it and anyone can voice match it. I mean, it's just a little, a little more tenuous, I suppose is the right word. So we're always thankful when they ask us to come back, but we're usually the last to know. So when people are like, are they making another whatever? You're like, I don't know. <laughs> like, if they ask me, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Do they do that because they're afraid you guys are gonna, uh, you know, flip <laughs> some stuff? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it has to do with NDAs and the fact that so many people leak so much stuff. I mean, the number of times in studios where they'll have like assignments, like don't take pictures. And then you have actors doing like selfies with themselves in a script. And you're like, dude, you're going to like, I know actors that have gotten fired. I know actors that have had to pay fines. Like you, it's not. And then those studios won't hire them again because they don't trust that that actor is going to keep their lips closed about the thing. Like, that's why I, when people ask me if I play a character, I'm like, I don't know, have the credits come out for the game? Like, I, I'm never going to say anything because I just, it's not worth it to me. I mean, like, obviously it's lovely when you get to promote something and be like, I'm in this, this is so awesome because it's right. a joy to get to share stuff. But like, it's not worth breaking the NDAs and getting in trouble and or never getting to work with that company or people again. Listen, I'm not trying to get you in trouble, but hey, if you definitely want to come back to promote your next project, hey, we would definitely love to have you. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, when oh. it comes to voice act, I'm sorry, go ahead, clowns. Oh, no, you go ahead, Infinite. Oh, when it comes to any projects you've done, can you tell us what your most demanding or grueling one that you've had? What comes to mind? The most demanding or grueling one. Hmm. One that just you had to put a lot of effort in to do to. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Usually, things that are harder for me have to do with doing something not so great with my voice. Um, like if I know I only have a character that's got a handful of lines, even if I'm in something like a World of Warcraft or something and they just want me to play auxiliary characters, then I'm much more willing to do something that like doesn't feel good in my voice because it'll sound cool, but I know I only have to sustain it for a, a little bit of time. Um, because what I don't ever want to do is audition for something that I'm doing something not healthy on my voice and then have to do that for hours and hours at a session because that's no good. I'm trying to think of what game it was, but there was something where I was like, I was playing some sort of creature and I thought when I showed up for the session that it was just a handful of lines. And so I did something crazy like that where I was like a berserker, demon, skeleton, zombie, something. Like, I don't remember what the character was, but it was something where it was very otherworldly. And I did something where I was really pressing on my vocal cords and really like pushing down and like, it wasn't, it didn't feel good, feel good, feel good, good. So it I could sustain it very long and then it turned out that I had like two hours worth of recording for it and I was just like I couldn't talk for the next week but I can't remember what video game that was but it was definitely a video game where I was like a creature that was could like have been for Skylander, for Skylander that wasn't for Skylanders I'm trying to remember what it was for uh uh, I don't remember what video game, but I remember doing that and just being like, oh, they're going to fire me. Like every, like three minutes I was like, oh God, I'm not going to make it through this. I drank so much tea with honey in it. I probably drank like the whole honey bear that session because I was just trying to like coat my voice. <clears throat> 
Um, I don't know, man. Sorry, I can't remember. The game. That's all right. Um, Mav, uh, Mav should be joining us shortly. I don't know if his video or audio is coming in, but there he is. Hi. Sorry. Hi. <laughs> don't want to barge in. Um, um, I was excited to be here, though. It's uh, awesome for you to uh, do this interview with four guys. So thank you. So, Mav, we talked a little bit already about uh, World of Warcraft, uh, Spider-Man. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but Tara also has a um, like a production company, and they did the show Shelf Life, uh, which sounds fantastic. I'm actually going to go watch that after this. Nice. But uh, did you have any questions uh, since you just came in? Uh, I always like to ask this. What is the favorite, your favorite character that you portrayed? Oh, uh, we tried to talk about that earlier. I, I don't know. I mean, it's really okay. hard to choose. It's, it's lovely to be able to say I've played Wonder Woman. I love getting to play Tamari for, for decades and decades. Edelgard has been really a, a joy and a pleasure to get to play lately. So I don't know. But then there's other characters that I just that I really like that are maybe not as big or as known, but they can also be a lot of fun. Is, is there one that you identify with a lot that stands out? It feels like more know. of you is in that character. I don't know. I mean, I do try to bring a little bit of myself to all the characters I play, but I think that's just about finding the humanity of the character. So like with a character like Edelgard, I am always trying to, to do the right thing. It doesn't mean that I do the right thing in the world for other people's opinions of what that is, but like I'm always trying to do the right thing based on my knowledge of the experience at the time. So, so that earnestness and that... Um, <clears throat> that trying is something that's a part of me um I'm trying to think if there's another character that sort of i mean i don't think i'm nearly as badass as tamari <laughs> she would just kick my butt basically i think um i don't Ari know because I, I also yeah she is um i've also been very fortunate to get to play a lot of like really sexy cool characters which i don't feel like i am actually in real life so so that's that's fun like um in league of legends i'm katarina and she's just very sexy and that's not me <laughs> she wields like blades and like always like hopping around yeah. and doing stuff i'm like okay cool i'm wearing my sweats that's fine <laughs> it must be freeing to be able to be all these different people and explore and have fun it's almost like a playground you know what i mean in Absolutely. a way <laughs> yeah i mean like that's that's the fun of acting right is getting to be something other than yourself for a little while and getting to sort of um try that on and and play there and explore there and try to bring truth to it right cool i know that you mentioned that uh your husband also does voice acting and uh i somebody uh brought this up to me uh previously is that the character that you played in spider-man is named yuri and they thought that was kind of cool because your husband's name is sherry yeah people think that's very very funny we, we had a good time with that because often when i would show up the script would have yuri on it because the character is named Yuri, but every once in a while I would get a script and it would say Yuri, but it was actually meant for my husband, Yuri, who was playing Spider-Man in the game. And so it was his lines. And so we we had a good, we all had a good laugh about that a few times in session where I would try to read their line and then I would be like, wait, this is actually Spider-Man. This is a Spider-Man line, right? Not a Yuri line. It's a Yuri, Yuri line, not a Yuri, Yuri line. So <laughs> we joke. Oh, wow. So he played Spider-Man? I didn't even yeah. know that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of cool. So you guys could you could bounce off each other 
during certain yes although we didn't work together i mean like every once in a while they would play me in with something he had said which was particularly ridiculous or they would play him my recording if i had already recorded first and then like i said we got to do the motion capture the performance capture together on soundstage for the like the cut scenes which was really funny yuri always tells people there's a scene on the roof where uh my character Yuri Watanabe sort of rolls her eyes at Spider-Man. He goes, she wasn't rolling her eyes at Spider-Man. Tara was rolling her eyes at me. <laughs> he always jokes it like that was that was actually what was happening. But but yeah, it's it's always a blast. I love working with him. I mean, I love him. That's why we have a production company and a publishing company together and we work together as often as we can, but it's always a pleasure to get to get cast together in someone else's project. Oh, that's really awesome. I didn't even know that. Uh he just said that. So it's really cool. Uh, Mav, did you have any other questions? So you, you said that you mentioned you played uh, Wonder Woman before. Is did I hear that right? Yeah, and yeah, your DC. yeah, DC and your husband has, has played Spider Man, right? And Superman, but yes, Spider Man. So <laughs> I thought you were going to say Superman. I'm like, yes, Superman, but also Spider Man. Okay, so uh, DC or Marvel? <laughs> I think he's asking um... if you have a favorite. I'm putting the pressure. I'm putting the pressure on. Uh, I guess DC because that's where Wonder Woman is. Yeah, there you go. But okay. Marvel because that's where Spider Man is. I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> I, it's it's hard. We're we're a non-denominational family, I guess, when it comes to comics. <laughs> in this yeah. No, I am too. I just wanted to see if uh, I could put yeah. the pressure on somehow. Um. What's the okay? So, what's your favorite thing that your husband has done? I don't know. He's done everything. Um, I really do love his Spider-Man, though. I think Yuri's Spider-Man is is phenomenal. Um, uh, what is it? My favorite thing that Yuri's done. Um, I did love it when back when he did Prince of Persia. Um, I did like because that was the one time I tried to play a video game and I kept killing him. But we joked about it because we would <laughs> joke jump him off of cliffs. So if I was mad at him, that was that was always fun. Um, I think his Sasuke is great in Naruto. He was Ben in Ben 10, which was amazing. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, he's just super talented and I love getting to work with him and I love watching him work. And I just, I don't know, I think he's amazing. So I don't, I don't know what to tell you. He's great in everything he does. I got a That's question cool. that we, I, I always, always want to ask an actor because you did more than just voices, right? You, you've also appeared on shows and things like that. And, and uh, is there, is it, what is and you don't have to answer this but like for actors that are in a relationship is there some lines that are drawn when it comes to kissing scenes and and things like that when you gotta act like you're married to someone else etc yeah i mean i guess every couple sort of has to have their own conversation about that but for us it's pretty clear when we're working and we're acting it's not us having feelings for another person we're just sort of in the moment acting it out in the scenario so it's not um it doesn't feel weird and it doesn't feel like it's um sort of muddying or murking up what we have um because you're not the character and you're not i don't know it just it's it's very clear to us that that's not um like a point of jealousy or something to to be confusing that you're just you're just in your work scenario and that's the character that you're in love with or lusting after or whatever you're doing and then you're yourself in your own life so so that just tells you that you're probably a better person 
you guys are better persons than me because I would be the jealous guy and probably walk on set and probably, you know. No, no, PK. Uh -huh. Well, <laughs> you know. I mean, you also, if you know that, if you know that it's just the character, it's not, it's not actually the person creating a life with this other person. It's not, that's not what's really happening. That you're just acting it out just like i was saying before you don't have to murder someone to play a murderer you know like right. when you're on set you're not like you're it doesn't change who you are even if you're getting in the scene and you're feeling feelings like you're not you're not necessarily now some people have a harder time walking away from those feelings so like <laughs> maybe those relationships need to have a conversation but in our in our family and in our relationship and in our work we're very clear we're acting and we're working and then we're done for the end of the day and now we can go be ourselves and live well, I mean, that's 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 beautiful. And the only reason I ask just to kind of give another perception on for people who are like me, who are not into that, um, sure. you know, workspace, because, sure. you know, I'm like, outside looking in, we're, we're just looking at the characters. But then again, you know, we're like, man, that's, that's some good acting there. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> but you know, I, that that's basically what it was just kind of get an insight what what it generally is i'm sure everyone kind of follow for the most part uh most actors follow kind of the same ideology um yeah um uh, though you know again i for me i don't know i think i would struggle me personally because i have a personal problem with it but you know i don't mind watching though i'm i, I love entertainment too all day <laughs> i think but, that's, you know. that's part of acting though right i mean you have to do a good job because it's a job that you're getting you're getting paid to do it basically right and it's a contract and you you got to do a good job pk you know you got to separate work from personal and right i mean that's why i say i i i give you the the big hands because you guys do a great job and like i said now now i have to admit i didn't marry Edelgard at the end of not because I just felt like it was the obvious choice. Yeah. Right. It was the obvious choice because she's the princess. It's the obvious choice. But, you know, I wanted to go against the grain, but she's awesome. She's an awesome character. I'm telling you, if you look at Clowns, you ever, you ever go look at it, she is the face of that game outside of Byleth, which is the main character. She is the face. Like, legit. Um, but yeah, it's just curiosity. That's all there is. And then other than that, you guys don't judge me, okay? That's just what I wanted to know. <laughs> um, Mav or uh, Infinite, you have any other questions? Not currently. I'm I'm more I'm more amazed that I found out it was shelf life. <laughs> well, look, um, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just oh, I making just sure that... watched it. I, was just, I was just saying yay awesome oh okay i just want to make sure that we um it's a time check here clowns i just want to make sure yep. we get five minutes here um and we will link uh your site down in the description so people can get a hold of it um is there any any other things that we should know let the viewers know that um keep our eyes out um, without getting yourself in trouble <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I can't talk NDA stuff uh, about specific things, but I'm always around on Twitter. 
And so when things come out and I do, I will repost stuff on Twitter. I'm just at Tara Platt on Twitter. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm fairly easily found online and I can't talk about anything that's not announced yet. So that's where I am with things. <laughs> that's um, awesome. But go ahead. One thing I want to ask is I know that um, uh, some voice actors, they have like cameos or they have um, yeah. autograph services or anything like that. So if you have anything like that as well, and you want to talk yeah. about it real quick. Sure. Yeah, I'm on Cameo and um, I use Streamily as where we do all of our autograph signings. We'll probably have another one coming up in a month or so. But yeah, I don't I don't. Those are always things that like I promote on Twitter, but like I don't. I don't have a specific date or I don't, I mean, I think I'm on cameo as Tara Platt. So, <laughs> um, I was recording some this morning actually, but, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, like I said, I'm easily stalked online. I'm, I'm out there. Okay. Well, I, I do want to thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure talking to you and, um, I hope, I hope your allergies get better today. Mine are. I know it's just in Los Angeles. So it's like <clears throat> all the bleh stuff in there. That must be a challenge for voice acting too sometimes, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, if I had realized that they were going to start to kick in, because they've been off and on the last couple of days, I might've taken an allergy medication. Because like if I had a session this morning, which I didn't, it was an interview, but if I had had a session, I might've taken one just so that I wasn't a little phlegmy. Because that's that's allergies, man. What are you going to do? Yeah, I, I guess I, I know we're wrapping it up, but have you trained, have you guys trained your ears so well to be able to hear that stuff when you play back? Because sometimes if oh, like, yeah. like I, if my I, voice, if I hear myself in a game, you mean like if I'm listening to work that I did and I was a yeah. little scratchy, I absolutely hear it. I can, I can tell if I had a head cold, I can tell if, um, if I had recently been having a screaming session before I record, like I can, I can absolutely hear it in my voice. Wow. But you know, we never catch on to that stuff. Like it just sounds like normal, Hopefully. but you, but you probably <laughs> have like doing our job well enough that it's yeah. not noticeable <laughs> to people at home consuming the entertainment. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, again, Ter, um, thank you so much for hanging out You're with welcome. us today. Um, absolutely. And, and thank you, PK infinite and, and Mav for dropping by. Um, to everybody who's listening and catching this um, when we post it, uh, we'll have more coming up as well. And um, see you guys next time. Thanks. Right, see you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Bye.